listener production. Warm, enjoyable and chock full of nuts. Just like a sneaky mid-morning brownie. And I can't live without it! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. First they took our bubbles, now they take our cheese. Who's taking our cheese? Well, apparently they're wanting the European Union might be, um, they've got their eyes set on a little bit of that champagne action. Oh, so, well, hang on a second. So, because we're, we're not allowed to call things champagne because it's not from the champagne region of France. They don't have the appellation. Yeah, that's right. Um, they're trying to get rid of that. And What cheese is? Where, where is cheese from? I, I don't know a town named Cheese. Here's the ones that broadsheet.com.au has said, the European Union is currently arguing that Australian cheesemakers shouldn't be allowed to use common names such as feta, parmesan, and pecorino. To describe their products. It claims those words are of a unique geographic indication and should only be used by producers from Italy and other EU countries. So is there a, like a place or a region called Parmesan? I don't know. Them. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. So do we have to just call it vomity curd or something <laughs> like that? Because i got to tell you, Parmesan still, whew, that, that packs a punch. We should be changing our cheeses to, you know, areas in Australia. Oi, pass us the Riverina, you know? Oi, give us some of that Dubbo. Hit us with a, some yamber on the top of this spag bowl, <laughs> can ya? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen or whether whether Parmesan, feta mm. and all those cheeses will uh, will live, but... Smashed avocado with a little bit of crumbled wongle pong. <laughs> well, they already do it with Bega, so... True. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably music to Bega's ears. Be loving it. That's right. Um, so, anyways, good luck to all of the the cheesemakers out there. Love what you do. Love what you do. Yeah, I uh, have to say, big fan. Big fan of your work. Well. Every one of you. Let's jump into the original, authentic all-day breakfast today. The Matt and Alex that you know and trust. So, if anyone else tries to call themselves Matt and Alex, they could just be um, sparkling crumbs. Um, now, listen. <laughs> What have we got today? Mind blown. Mate, you're going to be blowing our minds. Yeah, that is right. I've got a uh, brand new fact that I've learned throughout the week. I'm going to be blowing minds. Also, we've got two absolute superstars dropping by from the Kick Pod and Kick Bump. Listen to podcast. That is Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw. Yes, I cannot wait to talk to these high achievers. It should be a whole heap of fun. Let's jump into it. It's all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Currently living between two cities at the moment, Alex Dyson. Ah, a tale of two cities. Yeah. Um, But this is no underbelly, my man. This one's got a bit more comedy chops to it. Um, Vince Colosimo has comedy chops. No no slide on Vince. (laughs) No slot on Vince. We're talking about my show, our show, the world show, Mother and Son, uh, which we are getting ready to film. Don't start calling it my show on social media, mate. You will get absolutely (laughs) flambéed. It wasn't even even ever my show either. Like it it was someone else's show. Shout out to Jeffrey Atherton, um, incredible original creator um, of, of one of the greatest. Yeah. Exports that Australia's ever seen. No, mm. look, so the point is living between two cities, right? Trying to coordinate where I'll be for filmings. And I've also, you know, coordinating tickets for the family as well. So 
you know, people are, so people can travel, but then sometimes Sophia's got to go to daycare and blah, blah, blah. So it's all a lot of back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, um, had these tickets booked in, right? Figuring out when I'd be flying from Brisbane to Sydney to start the filming. Right? <gasps> and I had tickets for Belinda and Sophia as well. So I'd booked six sets of tickets for this whole, one weekend. Whole family coming down. Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like you could have moved up to Brisbane after this, but look, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to live your life for you, mate. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Shut up. So anyway... Not only that is that I've, I've booked, I'm booking them through different portals. So right. one is set this of tickets on the hunt my, for the cheapest price. Yeah. Well, sort of like yeah. my ticket, my tickets were booked through like a business booking portal and then Belinda and Sophia's tickets are booked through the actual airline. So anyway, suddenly I'm like, are we starting filming on, you know, this date? Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and everyone in the production office goes, no, we start a week before that. I was like, oh, crap. So <laughs> suddenly I have to change six sets of tickets. Wait, right? so you've booked Belinda and Sophia on six weeks of coming with you to Sydney? No, 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 no. This is just for one weekend, right? So <laughs> one weekend I thought that I wasn't going to be in Sydney. Turns out I needed to be in Sydney. So I had to book all that. On top of that, because I thought I was going to be traveling to Sydney the week after, the week before, I had booked us all to be in Brisbane. <laughs> but because now I needed to be in Sydney the week before, yeah. I needed to then change the Brisbane flights to the week after, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I mean, it all so sounds very annoying um, <laughs> why you'd burden us with this annoyance uh, <laughs> and the awful logistics and hoops you need to jump through. I'm yet well, to find out. The problem is I then booked so, uh, Belinda and Sophia's flights to come down from Brisbane to Sydney to meet me on the days that I'm starting to film, right? Mm -hmm. Which I had to move my tickets to the week earlier. So, you, so you're filming mother and son, yeah. but you're living father and daughter. And so then you're getting confused with all of that. <laughs> so I then have to change all the flights, right? So I do all that. By then, like managing booking or did you have to call up someone to be on hold? I had to do I had to do two different portal bookings and then a, and then a phone call as well. Oh yeah, we'll put you on hold. The good thing about that is, you know, often the hold music in Australia is that absolute flamethrower of a track. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Sorry, no, I I, I I would chime in, but I'm too busy dancing. God damn. <laughs> Surprised Boiler Mac is having a remix that one yet. Yeah. As soon as I hear it, just the robots start. Anyway. Anyway, the whole point of that is I change all the flights and then Belinda, literally as I press, as I press on my phone, the button, mm -hmm. complete payment to change the flights. Luckily the payment was $0. Belinda calls, like my phone, I've pressed complete payment. The little thing is going in a circle as in like the, yeah. like waiting the for it to load. Please yeah. don't, please don't go away from this page whilst exactly. we complete it. Yeah. I get the call from Belinda. Oh, um, did you just, have you changed the flight set? I said, I literally just did it. Guess yep. what? It costs $0. We're, we're in luck. And she goes, oh yeah, it's just my friends actually up in Brisbane that weekend. She's from America. I'm not going to be able to see her. It's like the only time I've seen her in the last two years. So I was thinking about staying up there and then maybe I'll come down the week. 
So then I have to get off the phone and change all the flights. Undo everything you've just done. Literally undo everything (laughs) I've just done, right, which has taken me about half an hour. So I'd spend another 20 minutes doing that all again. And since then, the price of the flights have gone up. (laughs) So suddenly I'm now getting charged money to have to undo all the things I just did. So to to get exactly back to where I started... It took me one hour and cost $40. And I was just like, <laughs> what the hell was that? Getting pa- It must have been opposite day, get, getting paid negative $40 for an hour. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Um, like- mate, you got to do what I do. And that's what? me and Kyron went to go to a house inspection, right? Went to go to inspection. Mm. He said, actually, I can't make it on the day we've organized. Can you tell the agent, see if you can organize it for another day with the agent? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't do anything. I sit there and do nothing. Okay. <laughs> A day goes by, a current calls up, oh, have you changed that thing? That I'm like, no. Nah. He goes, good, because I can make it that day. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Great. I don't need to do anything. You need to live like me, Matt. Live my, it's bliss. Yeah. Honestly, it's I bliss. Guess, I could just imagine Belinda and Sophia <laughs> at the airport <laughs> waiting to fly down because yeah. I've gone in the morning and they've had to go to Sophia's daycare and whatever going, why aren't there tickets? <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I was just living like Daiso. <laughs> I just didn't do anything. Well, we did put the shout out on our Instagram. Keep an eye on the stories from Matt.n.alex. Uh, when have you had to undo all your hard work? Mig said building a model figurine only to realize you've lost a piece inside. <laughs> That's oh, it. I mean, no. I'd prefer the figurine version than the surgical version where they do do sometimes <laughs> leave things inside the patient. Leave the old wristwatch inside. Yeah, that ain't cool. Joseph said, I tiled the whole bathroom wall horizontal when they were supposed to be vertical. Oh. You just were on the computer, you could just press like flip 90 degrees or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, my friend actually, my friend that was getting his um, deck painted and he was like, oh, I better, um, I'll just do all this filling here. I'll, I'll fill all these gaps and everything like mm. that to make it easier for the person painting it. And uh, so he fills all the gaps and everything. And then the painter arrives and looks at the deck and goes, yeah, no, it should be fine. It's just whoever did this filling's done a pretty crubby job. I'm going to have to re- redo it all. <laughs> My friend was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, who did that. That's terrible. Jess said, I misread a knitting pattern and had to unravel 15 centimetres of a jumper. Hours work gone in seconds. Oh, it oh, takes no. so long. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my goodness. If only there was a saying that Jess could have thought about, like a stitch in time saves nine or something like that. <laughs> if only that was out there. No, oh, well, <laughs> it was not to be. Now time for Matt and Alex's most explosive segment. It's Mind Blown. blown. Where Matt O'Kine, the Dr. Carl of facts, joins us to absolutely blow our domes. Does he know these off by heart? No. He looks them up. (laughs) I'm literally Googling it right now. I'm (laughs) reading it as it happens. Okay, now this one blew my mind this week, though. Just scrolling through the... um, Peer-reviewed journals? Positivity playground that is Twitter. Ah. All right. Just looking at all of the inspiration that is shared on that wonderful platform. Not seeing a single comment for miles and miles. And amidst it all, I see one comment that stood out to me. And I'm very sorry because I can't remember who exactly um, posted it. But they said, 
something along along the lines of, oh my God, I thought silk was made from taking like some sort of stuff that silkworms had like spewed out of their mouth or their bums or something. And silk was from worms. Collected, you Mm -hmm. know, and then weaved into a fine fabric. No, 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 no. Right? You know how silk is made? How is silk made? Okay, so in a sense, the silkworms do produce a silk fibre when they spin themselves into a cocoon. Mm-hmm. This is according to allplants.com. Remember in primary school, we used to have, we grew silkworms and we'd go and get the mulberry tree. We had some leaves okay. and we put them in there and they have a little nibble on those and then, yeah, little okay, yes, yellow cocoons. That's right. Then the ultra soft fibres, all right, are harvested from the cocoon in their raw state by being boiled in hot water. So they take right? the Still containing, cocoons. still containing the silkworms. Right. And then they stirred until the cocoons unravel. And of course, bye-bye worms. So it takes about 3,000 silkworms boiled alive oh, God. No. to get a pound of silk. Did you know this? 3,000 worms gets you a pound of silk fabric. Yes. One pound of silk. So silk isn't vegan. No, that's what they're talking about. It's not ethical. Now there is some, there is a method, some like in India, they, Mm. they created a method where they cut the cocoons open and sort of slide, sort of squeeze the, um, you know, worm out, I guess like an edamame bean or something, (laughs) but it's way more expensive. The silk isn't the same. It's a different type. It's way rougher and stuff like that. So a lot of the silk that you get is still made in this traditional method where 3,000 worms are killed. Did you know that? Mind blown. Blown away. So how do they make satin? I have no idea. That's a good... <laughs> what is... I've even forgotten about satin. Remember like having satin boxes? Yeah, God. I, I remember I used to think... I've made it. Yeah. Like, I am a big boy now when you get the satin boxes. Oh, I tell you what, I had a few good ones. I think it had, like, Sylvester the Cat on it. I had, like, the cartoon oh, Mr. Bean I had satin boxes Ren and one time. Stimpy boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a big boy now? Ren and Stimpy boxes from Granny Mays. Thank you very much. None of these little Ninja Turtle wife fronts for me anymore. We are going satin, and we are having them bunch up our groins all day at school. Um, what it, so that's so a pound of silk? No, let's say three thousand worms, like seven hundred mils of tequila, just one worm. Well, there you go. Is that what the worm ratios are? I think so. Yeah. Damn. Why is the the worm is just act, incidental in tequila, isn't it? Yeah, Bron. Why do they put a worm in tequila? Why do they? <laughs> I don't know. A worm <laughs> do in tequila. Here we go. Legend of the Worm started in 1950s when a Mexican mezcal maker discovered a moth larvae in a batch of mezcal. It's not a worm at all. It's the larvae of a moth. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. That's the Billy Madison version of marketing. It's like, you are not cool unless you have larvae in your mezcal. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, my God, we should put moth larvae in our drinks. That'll make it more expensive. That's pure marketing. This worm, right, it's, uh, yeah, they thought the worm's present actually improved its taste, so he placed a worm in each bottle as a marketing strategy. God, it's annoying to know <laughs> that just stuff that has happened is just some the idea of 
just come come from a complete mistake? Well, speaking of tweets recently, there was one that says, I can't believe that humans have figured out how to make higher quality diamonds and produce them cheaper than, you know, going to random places and digging them out of the ground. And and consumers are like, no, it's the suffering that makes it special. (laughs) (laughs) So want to keep buying non-manufactured diamonds. Well, look, we always ask you what your most mind-blowing fact that you've learned across the week is. And as always, you can always hit us up at matt.n.alex on our Instagram, just like Tom from Melbourne did. Hey, this is Tom from Melbourne, and my mind-blowing fact is that every single Fruit Loop is the same flavour. Like, it doesn't matter what colour they are at all. Apparently, they're all a blend of fruit flavours, but every single Fruit Loop, no matter what colour it is, is the same flavour. I feel cheated, <laughs> betrayed, and completely gazumped by that bat. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling gazumped because when I look at Fruit Loops written down, it's F R O O T. Oh, they do the double O in fruit and loops. Yeah, for some reason, I always thought it was fruit, like the regular fruit. But I guess that might be misleading. They want possibly, but um. But yeah, okay. I mean, I sort of, I assume that. I'm not that mind blown by that. Are you, are you saying it's a mild groan? I mean, personally, you yes. You can come from Melbourne a mild groan. I'm sorry, but I mean, well, you know, um, am I supposed to lie? <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was just, a, I'm like, oh yeah, I could imagine that. It's not surprising, to be honest. Well, you're blowing my minds, Tom. So thank you very much for that. And if you'd like to take the mind-blowing challenge, hit us up, matt.and.alex, with a little voice memo of your mind-blowing fact. All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, when it comes to extremely inspirational uh, figures of the Australian media who just continue to keep kicking ass day after day who keep releasing products on shop shelves and books and podcasts and every single time i see stuff i go mm. how do you do it um but, they but the best thing they all. give people is a smile and they're joining Aww. us right now uh via zoom <laughs> steph claire smith laura henshaw hello to you Hi, thank you for having us. We appreciate it so much. No, look, it's so exciting to uh, to, to have you with us right now. And we understand that you're, um, you've been writing a book called You Take mm-hmm. Care. Yes. Which is no easy, which is no easy feat, especially you, Steph, you've just had a baby. I mean, have you, anytime I tried to go near my computer, my baby just mashed my keyboard every single time. How did you go with it? Well, I mean, we started the writing process when I was like six months postpartum. So Harvey was not quite walking around. I could definitely keep my laptop out of reach from him. It would have definitely been a different story trying to write now, that's for sure. Um, but no, it was it was an interesting time to write. I think for the both of us, Laura had uh, stepped into her CEO role. So she had a lot in her plate as well. And then for me, I was still kind of going through that transition of being on mat leave and then going back into work. But it was also in that a very exciting to, time to write as well because a lot of what we wrote to and a lot of the vulnerability we shared was was our truth at that time as mm. well. Absolutely. Well, the book is called You Take Care. It's lessons in looking after yourself for everybody. And when I think about looking after myself, usually all I know is like a bit of cereal. If I eat a certain brand of cereal, it's looking after myself. But in actuality, 
what do you find is uh, really good for that? Well, I mean, that's a huge question. And it's, I mean, it's why the book is, uh, what is it, about 250 pages mm. or whatever it might be. I think for a lot of us, um, especially for young women who's kind of the, the demo for the book, we find that through school we kind of grow up and we're told to value sleep, exercise and what we eat. Um, but I think then when you get into your 20s, you realize that your health and yourself and looking after yourself is so much more than those three pillars. So in the book, we go into areas that self-doubt, shame. And we rarely do those anyway, those pillars. So <laughs> Yeah, well, they're good. There's, there's a lot of pillars. I think health is so much more than those three, those three pillars. And we go into, there's obviously the, the kind of physical health element in terms of looking after your body and eating well and um, and the, I suppose really for us, it's focusing on the why of why you, you know, look after your body and move mm-hmm. and, and eat well, as opposed to, and, and I, for a lot of women, especially it comes down to, um, the pressure that we put on ourselves to look a certain way and kind of refa- reframing the way that we think about that. Um, and then kind of everything that comes in between like sexual health, money, our financial health, there's so many things that come into it, um, mm-hmm. that we tried to fit into, into this book. Laura, I saw in the podcast recently, you were chatting about how you did the, um, the, was it a 30 day sex challenge? Ah, you've got the wrong Laura. Uh, it was Steph. <laughs> oh, it was a Steph. <laughs> I was it you? Was oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. You were I... telling Laura about it. Yeah. Steph, how was it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there's lots of thoughts on, on it. There was, um, I mean, it was, it was, it was hard. It was was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge. Um, it wasn't something that I went into thinking this is going to be fun and easy. I knew it was going to be a mental and physical challenge, but it was great. In a way, I think as new parents, we had, um, I suppose, missed out on having those kind of connection times. And it's not just about sex. It's about everything else and just making time for each other. And I think that was the biggest learning through the challenge was it's not like we now have sex every day. Absolutely not. But we do make more time for each other, that one-on-one time that's really special. Yeah, it just seems so tiring. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> just with a kid, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my gosh. I think that's why I just assumed it was you, Laura, who did it because I was like, to do that with a kid would just be, it seems insane, you know, but... um. But no, it's good that, okay, so mm. that's great. And I guess if, if you are in that area, you need to find things that do get you in the mood. And I was very happy to be listening to the most recent episode of your podcast as well. You're not only authors, you have some incredible podcasts. You've got Kick Bump, but also Kick Pod. And it was really funny to hear some of the stories you're getting in. I love, uh, we do a fair bit of talk back on here and it sounded great to hear another podcast do some talk back. One of which was the unusual things that kind of turn you on a little bit. Can you give us a few examples of what your listeners um, found a little bit sexy when others might see them as just general everyday things. You know what's quite funny is at the end of it, we were like, all right, for, 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 you know, in straight relationships, like men have it bloody easy because a lot of what women were sending through about men who turned them on were like wearing grey tracky pants, doing a parallel park being perfectly, a tradie, being like a tradie and coming tradie sweaty. Shorts. Like it was so random. The bar is on the floor. What else did we have? No, we had ab exercises, which is one of Steph's erotic novels, which was also one of Steph's. Uh, what else? So, did we what have? ab exercises turn you on? No, it's not. It's it's, uh, it's, it's actually what ab exercises get you there, and it's a very mm. taboo topic, but it is something that a lot of women can relate to. Quite, it's a, uh, it, it is. Men. It is. It's, it's medical. medical. No, oh. men. Oh, I don't know if it's, it's medical. medical. No, because I remember. Remember, Dice. I I talked about this on Triple J once because I remember I was doing sit-ups and I would get erections when I did <laughs> sit-ups. 
And I, well, there and you I, go. Did and, you, everyone's, did... and everyone's like, oh, you weirdo. But then I think we even asked Dr. Carl and he was saying something about it's because the, the testicles are all connected to your <laughs> stomach ab muscles and everything. Well, you're and like so, lower abdomen and you know, pelvic floor, mm. for sure. So, Matt, did you have a corgasm, as, as it's called? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I had to do a little bit more. Uh, and it certainly wasn't inappropriate at the gym, I'll tell you that much. But uh, this is uh, this is taking a weird detail. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this. We actually asked our, our listeners as well about what their, some of their unexpected things that turned them on. Yeah, so as, as experts yeah. here, we'd like to get your thoughts on our listeners to see whether they are equally or less or more kinky than the the, um, the listeners of KickPod. Um, Mitch says a pencil skirt. Loves a pencil skirt on a lady there. Mm. Do you know what I really like? I really like just plain black briefs, cotton briefs. <laughs> okay. So nice. hot. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I just, I don't, I'm like people wear like, you know, like if my partner to wear like, you know, lingerie and stuff, I'm like, nah, not for me. G-strings, not for me. But like briefs, all right. They do it. Nice. Um, is that, is that... I don't know what else to say to that. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, um, well, I like, I like I Matt we keeping his sexual fantasies pretty instead, brief. Um, <laughs> I thought we were all sharing and instead everyone's just looking at me no, like no, I'm yeah. a creep. No, that's good. It, it fits in with these. Amanda, nah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, no, no. Amanda says, my husband eating rice with his hands. It turned me on so much. I got knocked up. Oh, that's not, wow. not bad. Uh, Zach being called mate. Uh, being called mate by a woman. Wow, that is my off. Yeah, I call her mate all the time. I hate it. Do you? I mean, I I call everyone mate like quite often, and that okay, that didn't realize that. Emily says the lines in the carpet that the vacuum cleaner leaves. Oh yeah, yeah, that is very hot. And Kayla mopping the floors. There's something about that back and forth potentially. It's doing I wonder if it's the act of mopping the floors or if someone mops the floors, it's like a kind thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, it- a lot of our listeners said that it was like that kind of acts of service when their partner does something without them asking, like putting the bins out or mopping the floors, that that gets them going. But I also have some girlfriends who genuinely like really enjoy cleaning. So mm. it'll be way. That's it. A little mm. bit of both. A little bit of balance is the best. And I think your podcast does that as well. Listening to Kickpog, the great thing about after the extremely hilarious mentions of these quirky turn-ons, you had a really great uh, sort of question, advice from a listener, a listener who was looking for advice about a partner who'd taken a job overseas and was, um, yeah, wasn't sure it was going to get it. Didn't want to talk about what the relationship would do until after it was like a reality kind of thing. And it was really great listening to it as a male in that situation and hearing this different perspective as well, because I could just see parallels to like experiences I've been through in the past and going, oh, you know, things that I've since come to learn probably weren't the best. People just want to be included in these kind of conversations and that sort of thing. How do you find, do you get messages? I mean, obviously you've got a lot of female listeners, but from men who listen to your podcast and find it really helpful to get uh, an alternative pers- perspective on these different things. I mean, sometimes we yeah. do. I think we have, our, we do have, I mean, as you said, primarily female audience, but we do have a bit of mix. And I think it's we, the D&M segment that you're talking about. We do that. We wait till really juicy ones come in and then, <laughs> and then, and then we do them, but we do, we have a bit of a mix. And I think it's, um, especially in those, however, we do say we are not experts. No, we're like oh, the we best friend from best friends. We do the best friend perspective. And if yeah. they want to take it, they can take it, but they also don't have to. And yeah. I think that's, there's a lot of that kind of insight in the book. 
like a lot of what we've learned through doing the podcast and speaking to some really incredible people, both like experts in the field and also just people who have had lived experiences mm-hmm. is being able to just relate to someone and speak from that kind of point of view, as opposed to like knowing more or being better or whatever, um, has, has definitely got messages across to people um, a lot, a lot. I don't know. It's, it's easy to suggest, I think. Mm. And that's what we try to do with the book is kind of take some of the conversations that we've had and some of the learnings that we've had through the work we do at Kick or through the Kick pod and our own lives and kind of like put that words, words onto paper. Well, mm. I, re- I really like the advice you settle on, which is you've got to make the decision for yourself and, and put yourself in that position to do that. And um, yeah, it was just great to listen to and, and feeling, I think, unfortunately, in that situation, it was this both sides perspective, the person moving overseas. I think would probably feel too guilty to ask their partner to, to do such a life change to move with with them. I'd never expect that. But yeah, by not articulating that and communicating that, they found this little um, little section in the relationship which made it really tricky. So I think you had some really great advice. It's a really great podcast and a really great book and we really appreciate you talking to us about it on uh, All Day Breakfast today. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thank you for having us. And you have have to come on the kick pod <laughs> we would love to do that definitely you can hear it on listener wherever you get your podcasts steph claire smith and laura henshaw thank you so much for joining us and uh, all the best thanks guys well look that brings us to the end of all day breakfast for today thank you so much for listening if you want to message us about anything you heard in the show today matt.and.alex on instagram or hit us up on mattandalex.com.au bye-bye That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.